Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's give the Lord a mighty praise offering. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Before we start this morning, uh, I want you to congratulate one another uh, that you've overcome the devil. So turn around, congratulate one another. He said, uh, I congratulate you because you've overcome the devil. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You said, Pastor, I haven't, I haven't overcome the devil. Well, that's why we're here. Praise God. Uh, if you haven't, you should, right? You say, well, I don't even believe in the devil. Really? Uh, Jesus believed in him. He confronted him. And he talked about demons, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of God. And he, he, he revealed how real it is. It's real. And it's all around you. And uh, you have to overcome him and overcome his kingdom. So let's give the Lord another praise offering this morning because we're going to overcome him. Praise God. Hallelujah. You, you may be seated. Well, as a matter of fact, let's stand up one more time and uh, let's pray. Let's hold hands and let's agree. Father, we want to thank you this morning, this very special time that we have with you. Uh, uh, we're seated at your feet to receive your word, not our word, your word. And Father, we thank you because your word will never, ever return void. And you said you sent your word and you healed them. There's no other way people can receive an answer or healing for their body or healing for anything without your word. Your word is the vessel uh, to heal, to take care of us, to resolve all our problems. He sent his word and he healed them. And Father, this morning, we open up our hearts and we declare our hearts to be good ground. And we receive your word this morning uh, with gladness. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that every veil of darkness and anything that is darkness around your life, around your mind, around your family, we command it to be gone right now in the name of Jesus, and it's got to go in Jesus' name. Praise God. Give the Lord another praise offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> you may be seated now, and uh, we, we are not the healer, but the healer is here. Amen. Somebody lift your hand and say, the healer is here. Healer is That's here. right. He's, the, he's here. And you can live because God said it. I remember telling people, I said, uh, uh, COVID, uh, uh, well, there's a plague coming, remember? In December of uh, 2019, we, uh, they said a plague from China is coming. Well, uh, people that were smart, I'm talking about believers, they should have stood up that very moment and said, uh, Psalms 91.10, no plague will come near our dwelling place. Lift your hand and say, no plague will come near our dwelling place. Yeah, you got to believe that. And you said, well, who said that? God said it. I said, Pastor, did you get COVID? Of course not. And our, how do you know you're not going to get it? Well, uh, well, he said it. And if he said it, I just believe what he said. Can you say amen? And we're going to live a long life uh, if this is what you want. But if you want to die at 30, well, you can. If you want to die at 40, you can. If you want to die at 50, you can, uh, 60. But you can live a long life because once again in Psalms 91.10, he says, I satisfy you with long life. <clears throat> and this is why the Bible says I shall live 
and not die. Lift your hand and say, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So this morning, what I want to share with you, just in the little short time that I have this morning, I want to share with you in preparation for what has already started. We know that the world is in crisis. And if you don't know that, then uh, uh, you will, starting uh, tomorrow. The world is in crisis and is going to get worse. But thank God that Jesus said about you and about me, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Say that with me. I mean, uh, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So the world is going to get worse, and it's going to get worse and worse. This crisis is going to deepen and deepen. You'll see it this year and next year. Uh, many things uh, can happen, like massive unemployment, companies closed overnight. I mean, this is what's uh, around the corner. Big economic crisis. But uh, for us, uh, uh, we're going to end this year being the best year yet. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. This year. You've got you to say that. Some of you don't even believe that, but uh, you have to believe it. You'd believe it, right? Amen. This year will end. Somebody say, this year will end being the best year of my life. If you believe that, give the Lord a great praise offering this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, but we know that anything in the kingdom of God is not luck, right? If you're looking for luck, I was going to say go to the casino, but that's not luck, right? But uh, uh, in order for you to have God's best, you have to commit yourself uh, to give God the very best. I know everybody in the world says, I want God's best for my life. You do? Well, then uh, you have to commit and give your God the best. Some people give God leftovers. Uh, you know, they're never any, they don't have any kind of excellence for God, yet they want the best from God. Well, it's not going to work for you. But if you commit your mor this morning and say, I'm on, from this day on, I will be a pursuer of his interests, and I'm going to put God first in my life, then if you do that, you're going to receive God's best. And I, I've proven that in my life. Uh, so you can live healthy. I'm uh, 74, but I've lived, last uh, flu I got was in 1978. So I've lived healthy and I'm strong. And, uh, and I'm not boasting on myself, I'm boasting on God because of his word. Can you say amen? So we're blessed. Hallelujah. So this morning, in order to, prep, to prepare you, I'm going to challenge you to pray two prayers every day. Uh, I was going to say 30 days, but it would be good for the rest of the year that you'll pray two prayers. It's simple. Everything God tells us is simple. It's two prayers, and these two prayers are found in the book of Ephesians. Where? In the book of Ephesians, in chapter 1 and chapter 3. If you'll pray these prayers, guaranteed, your life will be radically changed. Are you hearing me? Now, even though Paul prayed those prayers for uh, the believers 2,000 years ago, they're just as relevant and as powerful if you will pray those prayers. And, and I will challenge you to pray them on your knees. You say, well, I've never got my knees. Get on your knees. Find a place and pray those two prayers, and your life will change. Some of you want change. Some of you want to go up. Some people don't want to go up, but you are different. You're going to go up. Can you say amen? 
And the Bible describes this as going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. So we're going up and we're going to improve. That's the normal Christian life. When you see a Christian and you say, wow, he's worse. He's worse. He's worse. That's not normal. People get worried. That's normal. That's not normal. It's atrophy, pastor. No, not in God. Hallelujah. We get better and better. We go from glory to glory, from triumph to triumph, from faith to faith. Can you say amen? So we're going to read two verses, Ephesians 1. This is part of the prayer in chapter 1, and that's verse 17 and 18. And I want you to do this. Look, I want you to uh, put it in first person and personalize that prayer. Did everybody get that? You will personalize that prayer. In other words, it's for you. There, and you want it to work in your life. So here we go. Let's read it in out, uh, in, out loud, please. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give me uh, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The, that uh, the Father of glory may give me, give me, Father, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Then he says, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and in my life. Can somebody say amen? Praise God. So you will personalize those two prayers and the one in chapter 3 every day. And then when I see you in 10 days, 20 days, 30 days, say, Pastor, I'm a different person. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there are three... If you look up here on the screen, there are three major aspects of our life. Uh, maybe we can put it this way, three major concerns uh, uh, that everybody uh, will be concerned or is concerned about in their personal life. And number one, it is life after death. Uh, if you haven't thought about that, well, one of these days you're going to depart, you're going to confront death, and you're going you're gonna to have to make sure that you're ready. And he's not, you say, well, I went to church. Really? That's not going to help you. You need to accept Jesus as Lord of your Savior and um, believe with all your heart that God raised him from the dead. Number two is health. Uh, it's a big concern now. People want to be healthy, but now we're living in a generation where people are more sick than ever. But you can be healthy, and you can be healthy all the days of your life. Do you believe that? Because the Bible says, by his stripes we were healed. Either that's the truth or it's a lie. He carried your, uh, your sicknesses. So, uh, and then number three, it is finances. He said, well, that's my big concern, Pastor, finances. Well, the world has no answers for these major aspects or concerns of your life and nothing else. Does everybody understand that? The Bible speaks in James 3.15 that there are three types of wisdom. There is the wisdom that comes from the world, human wisdom. And then there's a demonic wisdom, and then there is a wisdom that comes from above. Somebody say from above, uh, that is packaged in a book we call the Bible. In other words, when you get a hold of the Bible, you're going to find God's wisdom for you. Everybody understand that? So uh, that is what's going to work for you, nothing else. It's the wisdom of God because God made us, and he made us for him. He made everything. 
So if he made everything, he made everything to function uh, a certain way, and it's all written, and if you obey and do what he says, then your life is going to function. So a lot of people's lives are not functioning is because they're going on somebody else's wisdom. And then you go to universities or colleges, and what you hear is theory. We don't need theory tomorrow. <laughs> no, we need the real deal. We need the real thing. Can you say amen? Uh, you know, not theory, you know, uh, and philosophies and all this other junk. We need the real deal and the truth. Hallelujah. So there's always an answer, and God is the answer for his wisdom. Can you say amen? So this is what I'm going to be sharing with you uh, is to move in the wisdom of God. And I can guarantee you that if you get a hold of this, that you're going to have a very successful life. But if you don't, then you're going to be listening to junk, and then your life is going to be terrible. So first of all, I want to say this, that we as believers, say that with me, we as believers, we as believers do not have any problems. You say, Pastor, I have a lot of problems. No, if you're a believer, we do not have any problems. I don't have any problems. Uh, and, Christ, and true believers do not have any problems. What they lack, listen, what they lack is a, a clear, adequate understanding and, uh, and, and uh, understanding and knowledge, adequate knowledge uh, of, uh, of, of in their life for any situation. That's all they lack because we don't have any problems as God's people. And the reason I'm saying that is this, because the God of the universe is our father. Everybody understand that? So the God that made everything, the galaxies, the universe, he is our father. So uh, if he has all the answers and he's our father, that means I don't have any problems. The only thing I lack in my life, if I'm having problems and if I'm confronting a problem with no answers, I just need adequate information, adequate knowledge, uh, adequate understanding of what God says. And if I get that adequate understanding, boom, I have solution to my problems. Everybody understand that? Hallelujah. So listen to what the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 32, 27. This is our God. He said, behold, I am the Lord, the, the God of all what? Of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Then we go to the New Testament in Mark 10, 27. Uh, Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is impossible. Somebody say it's impossible with men. But not with God, for with God, how many things are possible? All things. Say, all things are possible. Then there is our part, Mark 9, 23. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Praise God. So we got it in the name of Jesus. So uh, this uh, next 30 days or 60 days or until the end of this year, if you, and perhaps for the rest of your life, if you'll pray these two prayers that we're going to be praying, uh, uh, you, then you will have access because, uh, to the wisdom of God and, and have an answer for your life is because it's all uh, through the Spirit of God, right? So when we read these prayers... Uh, it's speaking about the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is the one that's going to give you the Spirit of wisdom. Who else? Where are you going to get that? The Spirit of wisdom. He gives you the Spirit of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of Him, the Lord, right? So the two 
uh, twofold major responsibilities or uh, work of the Holy Spirit is this. He will show you what to do, and then he'll give you power to do it. That's the twofold major responsibility or work of the Holy Spirit in our life. He will show us what to do, and then once he shows you, he will give you power to carry that out or give you power to do it. Can you say amen? Now, there's people that know, that know watch this. They know because they read it in the Bible. Said, I read that, I know that, but they don't have any power to carry it out. But you need the power. It's just like pornography. You can't get rid of pornography. You say, well, I know it's wrong. <laughs> People that use it and see it and say, I know it's wrong. I know that what I'm doing is wrong, right? But they don't have power to break it. The Spirit of God not only tells you what to do, but he gives you power uh, to do what he tells you. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. He, he'll empower you. Somebody say amen. Praise God. So divine wisdom, and this is what we're going to be talking about real quickly this morning, uh, divine wisdom can only be revealed. That's it. It cannot be discovered by human efforts. You can't go to college and say, uh, I'm going to find wisdom there. No, there's a wisdom that comes from above. You cannot find it anywhere, and you cannot discover it. It has to be revealed to you, right? Somebody say, it's got to be revealed to me. That's right. So uh, what is wisdom? Well, wisdom is this, knowing what to do, right, and knowing what to do uh, from the word and doing it. So the wisdom that comes from above is knowing what to do from the word of God, not from uh, CNN or any of that other junk. It's it is knowing what to do from the word of God and doing it. It's applied wisdom. So in Proverbs 4, 7, the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. What is the principal thing? Wisdom. The most important thing in your life is the wisdom of God because you'll know uh, what to do. And then the Spirit of God will empower you to do it, and then you'll have success, right? And then in Proverbs 19.8, he says, To acquire wisdom is to love yourself. People who cherish understanding will what? Prosper. Will prosper. How many of you want to prosper? Amen. Somebody want like, Raise your hand and say, I want to prosper. Yes, praise God, right? That's what he offers. Thank you, Jesus. Now... Uh, these are just examples of what uh, uh, wisdom, the wisdom that comes from above, this is what it offers you. So in Proverbs 3, verse 13 through 18, he says, happy is the man that finds wisdom. Wow. That what? Finds wisdom. You got to find it. You got to search for it. You got to get in the book. You got to search with it with all your heart and ask God to give you wisdom. And the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious, talking about wisdom, than rubies. And all the things that you desire cannot compare with her. Length of days, hallelujah, is in her right hand. We will not die before our time. Hallelujah. 
Raise your hand and say, we will not die before our time. That's right. Why? Because length of days is in her right hand. And in her left hand, riches in honor. Praise God. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. Tell me if people are not looking for peace. They'll go from here to here and say, well, uh, maybe I should try a, a girlfriend, <laughs> right? Maybe uh, she'll give me peace. Maybe a boyfriend will give me peace. No, they're not going to give you no peace. Say, maybe money, maybe having five houses. It's all right uh, to have five houses, but they're not going to give you peace. Uh, he says, uh, uh, the wisdom of God gives you peace. She is a tree of life to those that take a hold of her. And happy are all, and I want you to get a hold of this now. And happy are those that what? Boom. You hold firmly. Once you get it, and you know where it's at, you better hold on to it. Everybody understand that? You better hold on to this uh, because it is the most precious thing that you could ever acquire in this world. Get a hold of it and, and do not let it go. Can you say amen? Now, we've read the story of Solomon, if you read the Bible. And the Bible says in uh, 1 Kings chapter 3, and Solomon did what? He loved the Lord. Somebody say he loved the Lord. Walking in the statues of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burned incense in high places. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. And Solomon offered a thousand. He loved the Lord. Thousand burnt offerings on that altar. He was only required to give one, one bull. But it, he got carried away. <laughs> he loved God so much. He was a young guy. He said, uh, okay, a hundred. They brought a hundred. He said, no, that's not enough. Let's give another hundred. That's 200. Let's give 300. Let's give 400. He was on 500. He said, when? You're not required to do this. He said, no, I love God. I love God. And he gave 600, 700. And he ended up giving a thousand burnt offerings that day at Gibeon. Now watch this. When you love God, God's going to appear to you. He's going to appear to you. He appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and said, ask. In other words, God said, I'm going to give you a blank check, boy, because you love me so much and I love you. I'm going to give you a blank check. What shall I give you? Uh, right now, people would say, Lord, give me five million. That's, that's what I want. I want five million. I want 10 cars. I want 10 houses. And Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness uh, for him, and you have given him a son to sit on the throne as it is this day. Now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of your father David, but I'm a little child. I don't know how to come in or, or come out. Uh, go out or come in and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen a great people too numerous to be num uh, uh, numbered or counted and then in verse 9 he says therefore give to your servant what understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to judge this great people of yours the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing he said give me wisdom in other words then Solomon said to him, uh, then God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for long life for your life, nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. 
See, I have given you uh, uh, a wise and understanding heart so that there will not, uh, there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall any like you arise after you. Uh, and I have also given, also given what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there may not be anyone like you among all the kings of your days. So if, if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father walked, then I will what? Lengthen your days. Hallelujah. So uh, he received, uh, he received wisdom. Became wise, not only wise, but he became rich because wisdom will give you just that. It will prosper you. It will bless you. We just read those scriptures. It will bless you. It will lengthen your days. It will bless you. It will bless you to the place where you can't even imagine you're alive. It's so good. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Now, how do we get it? How do we get that wisdom? Well, in James chapter 1, we're not going to read that, but he says just ask. Ask of God. So raise your head and say, God, give me wisdom this morning. Come on, raise your hands, both hands. Say, God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. This is what I want. Praise God. Hallelujah. But what we read in Proverbs chapter 3 is very important. He said you've got to retain it. Uh, in order to retain this, listen real carefully, you've got to walk in the fear of the Lord. In the fear of the Lord, we're not talking about demonic fear. Uh, there's a demonic fear. For God has not given us the spirit of what? Fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. We're not talking about that. We're talking about it, uh, the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is this. It's respect. It's honor. And it's reverence. When you take out your phone, nobody in here is doing that, but <laughs> when you take out your phone, you're seeing pornography. Is that respecting God? Huh? Said, so, uh, would you do that in front of your mother? Say, Mom, what I'm looking at. Would you do that? Why do you? Why do we do that in front of God? Huh? You uh, open your phone. You say, Here it is. Look, God. Look, He's everywhere. You see, uh, a fear of the Lord is what will promote you. It is what will give you uh, not only wisdom, but it'll help you retain wisdom. And uh, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord, one more time, it is respect and honor and reverence. If you respect God and honor him and, and, uh, and, and, and continue that for the rest of your life, uh, you're going to be a very blessed person. Can you say amen? Respecting, honor, and reverencing God at all time. Now, real quickly, when we look at the Bible, some of the men that became great, you say, luck. It's, they were lucky, man. right? There's no such thing. When you see a, a blessed person talking in the kingdom of God, it's not luck. You say, well, I don't have it, but well, you've got to pay the same price. And remember Joseph? This guy lived 110 years, but since he was a little boy, he feared God. Since he was a little boy. So really we can say 110 years of fearing God. And he became the greatest man in Egypt from a slave and also an accused criminal. He was accused of uh, Potiphar's wife was after him. Uh, she put her eyes on Joseph 
And she said, go to bed with me, go to bed with me, go to bed with me. Uh, nobody's going to see. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Nobody's going to see us. I mean, uh, uh, my husband will not know. Uh, he's always gone. Uh, nobody's going to know. Uh, uh, just have sex with me. Go to bed with me. Go to bed with me. Go to bed with me. And Joseph said, I can't do it. I fear God. He said, yeah, but nobody's going to see it. Yeah, but there's one that's going to see us. That's God. I can't do that. I cannot. How can I commit this great sin against my God, he said. I can't do that. I can't do that. And she was, uh, more than likely, she was a very beautiful woman. And he said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. And, and then she accused him of rape. He went to prison. But he said, I don't care if I go to prison. I'm still not going to uh, sin against my God. That's fearing God. Can you say amen? That's right. And if you fear God, you're going to be promoted. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So uh, uh, you look at Solomon. Well, the Bible says that he got the wisdom. We just read it. He got, uh, he got wisdom. He got everything. There was no, uh, if there's nothing he, couldn't, uh, he didn't have. He got it. The Bible says in uh, uh, 1 Kings chapter 3 that he loved God. Somebody say Solomon loved God. Say it again. Solomon loved God. But uh, he got it, but then he lost it. Look at what 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1, 2, and 3 says. But uh, King Solomon, this is chapter 11. Uh, but King Solomon loved many what? He didn't love God then. He loved women. He was, uh, and then he says, and as well as the daughters of Pharaoh, the women of Moabites, the Ammonites, Edomites, the uh, Sidonites, and any other uh, 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 Ittite or Hittite, right? And then from the nations of whom the Lord has said to the children of Israel, you shall not what? Intermarry with them, uh, nor they with you. Surely they will what? Turn your heart, your, your hearts after their gods. This man, now watch this. This great man, Solomon, that could pray and the spirit of God would fall on the temple. This guy was powerful. He loved God. When he prayed, things happened. This man was rich. He was, he had everything. But then, instead of loving God, he started getting into perversion. Now, the Bible says, uh, did we read verse 3? Uh, uh, he said, and he had how many wives? 700 wives. 300 concubines. That means he had a lot of trouble besides, uh, besides having a 1,000 mother-in-laws, right? He had a 1,000 mother-in-laws that were after his tail every day, Right? And his wives turned, and watch this, and his wives turned away his heart. So this man that was powerful and great, look how he ended his life. He ended his life in the shrines of idols, a pervert. Uh, when you have sex with that, so many people, then your mind is so twisted. That's what pornography and sex does. He became a pervert, and he died at the age of 58, just a big old pervert. And God told him, uh, uh, for the sake of my love that I have for your dad, I'm not going to remove you, boy. 
I'm not going to remove you, but I should. I'm not going to remove you. I'm going to let you finish out your term, but your kingdom's going to be torn away from, from you and from your father. I'm only going to leave one nation with you, uh, one, uh, uh, one, um, uh, one tribe with you, but the rest I'm going to remove. As soon as you die, it's over. Everything will be divided. And some people don't realize that as soon as they die, they pass on curses to their children. And, uh, and God said, for my love for Jerusalem, my love for David, I will not remove you, but I'm going to let you live out. But he said, you're done. He died at 58. Can you imagine? 58, a pervert. Uh, and then he ended up his life saying, vanity of vanity is all vanity. It's, life is useless, right? That's what he was saying. Uh, because he didn't have anything else, because that's what perversion will do for you. He quit loving God, and he started loving women. You can start loving other things. You see, the wisdom of God, you got to retain that. Somebody said, we're going to retain it. Lift your hand and say, I'm going to retain this thing. That's right. Don't let anybody take that from you. Can you say amen? Praise God. So, uh, I'll finish with this. How do we, because it has to do with the Spirit of God, how do we uh, maintain intimate communion with the Spirit of God? He's the one that is going to give you revelation, right? That's why you're going to pray these prayers. How do we maintain our intimate communion with the Father? If you don't do this, you don't have no communion. If you don't have no communion with a person who gives you wisdom, you're not going to have wisdom. And if you don't have no wisdom, you're not going to make it. It's just a matter of time. Look, a year, five years, ten years, you won't have nothing. Now, listen to me real carefully. I'm not speaking about you or believers, but look at me, everybody. We're coming to a point now in this, uh, this time in history where people are going to wake up and they're not going to have nothing. People are going to wake up. People that are rich will wake up one day, and they have zero. Everything is going to crash. Uh, everything. People are going to be in deep, deep trouble. Everybody understand that? So here we are. We are at this point, and the only way that you're going to survive is to have the wisdom that comes from above. And the only way to have that wisdom is for you to uh, get it from God's Word because it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's packaged in a book called the Bible, but you've got to live your life in fear and uh, fear of the Lord, and you've got to retain that. Everything is now working to try to steal uh, that wisdom from you so that you won't know what to do and not have the power to do it, right? So the Spirit of God is the one that gives you the power to do it once God reveals it to you. So we have to, number one, if you'll see it up here on the screen, you have to, uh, you have to maintain a daily uh, prayer altar. You have to always pray. You say, I, I don't know how to pray. Get on your knees. Get on your face. Pray, man. Christians don't pray, man. And they wake up and say, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone, right? You must maintain daily prayer. If you're not praying, then uh, you're not going to retain anything. Number two, you must uh, maintain a daily diet of God's word. Can you say amen? 
And we've heard, and I don't have to give you the scriptures because there's so much of this, but you have to get in the word of God daily, a daily, uh, maintain a daily diet of God's word. And then number three, uh, the importance of quiet time, uh, separating yourself, meditating, thinking through the scriptures with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's so important. <clears throat> so when we have things like, watch this, retreats, very important. The ladies, the leaders of uh, uh, Flourish, they went, their lives were changed. They went to another level. They went to the mountains. Retreats are very important. You separate yourself. Pastor, I don't have time for that. Really? God can do in one day, one moment, that you couldn't do in 10 lifetimes. Who promoted uh, Solomon? It was God. God gave him wisdom. God gave him riches. God gave him everything. But then he went the other way and said, I want pornography. I want, I want to love women. You see, and he loved women. He lost everything. Uh, so what we have to do is maintain our quiet time with God. Can you say Amen. And I'll finish with two scriptures, two important scriptures. Um, uh, uh, Ephesians 4.30, he says not to grieve him. He's the one who's going to give you revelation, the spirit of God. When you're born again, you receive the spirit of God. He says, and do not what? Do not, uh, let's read it in, uh, uh, is that uh, New King James? Do not grieve. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then uh, in the N N N uh, NLT, uh, we do not want to quench him. He says, do not what? Quench the Spirit of God. And what that means is turn him off. Because look what Solomon did. He, he grieved the Spirit, grieved the Spirit, grieved the Spirit, grieved the Spirit. And then he completely turned him off. And this guy was like this. Watch this just worshiping uh, in little shrines, little idols. Can you imagine how stupid that was? The, God, the, the guy that knew the God of all heaven, the, uh, the, the creator of all heavens and earth, he ended up a miserable life. And then his children really suffered after him because he rejected God. But thank God that we can walk in the greatest wisdom and you can be successful because that's what God offers for you. And this morning, two things. We have to uh, give our lives to the Lord. If you haven't, you say, well, I go to church, but I'm not sure, Pastor, that I'm a child of God. Well, <clears throat> listen real carefully, and I'll end with this. Only a child of God has access to the wisdom of God. No unbeliever has access to that unless he's born again because only the spirit of God can reveal that and you cannot have the spirit unless you're born again. Once you're born again, you have the spirit of God, right? And then you have access. Man, when I found that out in my life, I said, I have access, praise God, to the wisdom that is from above. Man, it's going to change my life. I got a hold of that. And then I started searching for it. And then I found it. And I keep finding. And then I started believing it and declaring it. And walking in it and acting on it. And then all the blessings of God that he mentions in the scripture became a 
reality in my life. Praise God. So it'll become a reality in your life. Not just the Bible, and you said, I read it here, but it, 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 uh, that's not what my life is all about. It's because as a believer, you've got to have intimate, intimate communion with the Spirit of God if he's going to give it to you. If you're not going to walk with him, you're not going to get anything from him. If you grieve him, say, I don't have time for you. If you grieve him and then eventually turn him off, you get nothing. You'll have wisdom from this world, and then you're going to have a lot of trouble. But thank God that you and I, as children of God, we have access to the greatest wisdom, the greatest wisdom that we could ever have, and the answer to all our problems. Say, all our problems. We don't have any problems. We just lack adequate understanding, adequate knowledge of what God has for us already. Praise God. Are you all ready? Well, let's stand up and let's uh, lift our hands and let's ask God for wisdom. Let's put uh, Ephesians 1.17. You can put that up there on, on the screen for me. Ephesians 1.17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Father, give me the spirit of wisdom. Say that with me. Give me the spirit of wisdom. Father, give it to me. See, you're talking uh, about the spirit of God because he's going to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that the eyes of my understanding being enlightened that I may know the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in me and in the saints, praise God. Father, I want to thank you this morning for your word. And I thank you, Father, because your word will not return void. And as these people walk out of this place this morning, Father, they're going to come out uh, hungry for you. And Father, not only are they going to access that wisdom but they're going to hold on to it they're not going to let it go they're going to hold firmly father firmly to that wisdom and father we thank you they'll be like joseph in in their life father going from glory to glory to glory and from faith to faith and from victory to victory and from prosperity to prosperity. And he lived all his life, 110 years, fearing God and became the most powerful man on earth at that time next under Pharaoh. And you can do the same thing. God has a great place for you. So this morning, let's give our lives to God. I want you to say this with me. My heavenly Father, say it. My heavenly Father, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. I confess with my mouth. Come on, let's confess him. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. And I believe with all my heart that you raised him from the dead. And because I confess and believe, I'm born again this morning. I, I belong to you, Lord. Now I have access to the great wisdom of this universe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Father, I thank you.
because you're healing me right now in Jesus' name.